Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn a scientific reason why you should really resolve that argument and why calico cats are almost always female. Then play along at home as we test your podcast knowledge in this month's Curiosity Challenge trivia game. Let's satisfy and challenge some curiosity. When you feel an argument brewing, it can be tempting to ignore the issue and let it pass. I mean, those negative feelings will fade away eventually, right? Well, new research suggests that that might be the wrong approach. When you feel angry with someone, having it out and resolving the argument can almost completely erase the stress it caused in the first place. Yeah. For this study, researchers from Oregon State University analyzed data from a massive study that collected daily diary entries from 2,000 people over eight days. These diary entries included details about how much of the day the individuals felt anxiety or cheerfulness or anger and how much stress they had felt. They also mentioned whether they had had or avoided an argument with anyone, whether or not the argument was resolved, and how serious the argument had been. In the eight days, the researchers tracked more than 1,300 arguments, 65% of which were resolved. They also noted about 2,000 arguments that participants avoided. Unsurprisingly, people felt worse on days with arguments than without. But here's where things get interesting. After an unresolved argument, participants experienced bad moods for a few days. But when they decided to have the arguments and resolve their bad feelings, instead of avoiding the issue, their moods improved, not only on that day, but for several days following the resolution. So clearly, the big take-home message from this research is that you shouldn't avoid conflict. Instead, you should try to resolve it as best you can. But there was an extra detail in the study that should give you something to look forward to. Older participants experienced less conflict across the board. And when conflict did come around, adults over the age of 68 were 40% more likely to resolve disagreements than adults under the age of 45. And even if their arguments weren't resolved right away, their moods weren't affected as much. The researchers think it's possible that older people have more emotional resilience than younger people, and they could also be more motivated to push through bad feelings and men's relationships. After all, older people have had more time to practice disagreeing and resolving conflict. But whether you're young or old, this study suggests it's almost always better to work through arguments than avoid them or leave them unresolved. It can be hard to find the motivation to talk it out sometimes, but according to this research, it's worth it. Ever talk about your friend's cat and find yourself saying, it's so cute. I mean, he's so cute. Or she? I, I don't know, but it's cute. Well, I've got a little tip for you. If the cat is tortoiseshell or calico, go with she. And if it's orange, you've got a good chance at it being a he. Wait, and for the non-cat lovers out there, calico or tortoiseshell, that just means they have two colors, right? No, that means they have three colors. Oh. Yeah, calico is usually white, black, and orange. Tortoiseshell is usually black and orange or black, orange, and cream. Got it. So here's the deal. Chances are that any cat you've ever seen with more than one color was female. That's not counting black and white, which I'll explain later. 
Female cats are born with two X chromosomes, just like female humans. And males are born with one X chromosome and one Y chromosome. A cat's fur color is decided by the X chromosome. That makes things simple in a male cat. Whatever fur color is on the X chromosome is the color the male cat will be. But it's a bit more complex when it comes to female cats. If both X chromosomes call for one color of fur, like black, the cat will be all that color. But if the X chromosomes call for different colors, like one's black and the other's orange, they'll take turns. One clump of cells will use information from one X chromosome and turn black, and another clump will use information from the other and turn orange. The result? A calico or tortoiseshell coat. But white fur is different. That happens through a process unrelated to X and Y chromosomes, which is why male cats can be white and black, but hardly ever orange and black. Because a cat needs two X chromosomes to be calico, there's only one way a male cat can have those markings, by inheriting an extra X chromosome, which would make his genetic makeup XXY instead of XY. This happens in only one of every 3,000 male cats. But male cats do get one coloration more often than females, and that's orange. For a female cat to be orange, she needs an orange fur gene on both of her X chromosomes. But a male only needs it on one. Since orange fur genes are rarer than, say, genes for black fur, orange female cats are rarer too. As a result, about 80% of orange cats are male. Who knew that cute little furball contained a lesson in feline genetics? Can you believe it's already time for the Curiosity Challenge? For our monthly trivia game, I'll call up a listener and put them to the test by asking them three questions about stories we ran on Curiosity Daily in the previous month. For this Curiosity Challenge, I talked to Leah in South Carolina. Have a listen. Uh, where are you from? I am from Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is in upstate South Carolina. Nice. And, and what do you do? I am a homeschool mom of four kids. I have two who have graduated and I have two who will be seniors this coming year. I also teach online because I'm a certified teacher. Nice. And uh, you told me that you have prepared a lot for this, right? I, I have really prepared. I went back and listened to all the May episodes and I have seven pages of notes. Oh, so gosh. Hopefully that's good enough. I'm not even sure that our scripts are seven pages long. That's amazing. <laughs> well, cool. Okay, so let's get started on trivia. Question number one. Recently, researchers announced that a cuttlefish had passed a test that was originally used for children. What was the test? A, the Bobo doll experiment. B, the marshmallow test. Or C, the prisoner's dilemma. It was the marshmallow test. That's right. Yes. The marshmallow test is a test of self-control. And in this case, they used grass shrimp instead of marshmallows, but it was the same deal. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Question number two. Why did NASA consider putting astronauts on a bland diet in the 1960s? Was it A, to reduce cost, B, to reduce nausea, or C, to reduce flatulence? to reduce flatulence. Yep. And I loved Cody on that episode because he just tried to get through it without laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that too. It was a very fun one for sure. All right, you got two for two. 
Last one. We recently explained how one common exercise machine was originally invented for use in prisons. What machine is it? A, the treadmill, B, the rowing machine, or C, the Stairmaster? This was the treadmill. That's right. Yeah, the treadmill was originally for use in prisons to uh, punish prisoners. And now we punish ourselves. (laughs) I can believe it. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, well, you got all three right. Yay! (laughs) I mean... What, what else would I expect from a teacher? That's great. I can now tell my students that preparation and notes pay off. They really do. They really do. <laughs> Curiosity Challenge contestants have got some stiff competition. That's all I'm saying. How did you do? If you'd like to play next month, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, shoot us an email at curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Hey, Ashley, let's give listeners an exclusive sneak peek at what we're going to talk about next week on Curiosity Daily. I'm for it. Next week, you'll learn about a new gene editing tool that's safer and more useful than CRISPR, whether future civilizations will get oil from human fossils, how there could be stars made of antimatter in our galaxy, why it's okay if your mom calls you by your sibling's name, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that resolving an argument can almost completely erase the emotional stress it originally caused. People get better at it as they get older, but it's still definitely worth making the effort to do if you're younger. You'll feel a lot better when you do. I know that every time I have an argument or a conflict with a friend, it's always really scary to start out with and you feel like you're going to lose the friendship. But when you come out the other side, it feels like you've kind of gone through something together and you're better friends. Do you notice that? Yeah, there's also that adage, never go to bed angry at the person you're with. And uh, that's definitely true. I mean, I rarely fight with my spouse anyway, so it's not really that big of a deal. But if we're mildly annoyed, we, we definitely hash it out before we go to bed. And that is a good way to sleep better. I actually disagree with that rule of thumb. I know it's a really popular one. Because that runs into the other rule of thumb that we've given on this show, halt. You shouldn't fight when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So if it's two in the morning and you're still hashing out an argument, that's a recipe for disaster. You're not going to have a good time. So I think that sleeping on it can actually make the argument feel like it's less intense the next morning. Whoa. Yeah. We also learned that calico cats are almost always female. And that's because the X chromosome determines the cat's color. And if the two of those chromosomes call for different colors, then groups of cells divide using one color or the other. Now, on the other hand, orange cats are almost always male because a female would need the orange fur gene on both of her X chromosomes, while males only needed it in one. Yeah, my cat is calico. She's freaking adorable. (laughs) And I've had a lot of practice trying not to sound like a know-it-all when someone's like, oh, oh, is it a boy or a girl? And I always want my response to be, actually, pretty much all calico cats are female, but I've like really toned it down over the years to be like, oh yeah, she's female. Actually, did you know that uh, pretty much all calico cats are female? Like I'm getting, I'm getting really smooth with it. So people will like me more. (laughs) I mean, from what you've said on this podcast before, I feel like that's everything that you tell people about. 
right? It is. Yeah, I really. This is coming from you, not me, because you've known you a lot longer than I have. But yes. uh, I feel like eight years ago, Ashley would be. I still think you need to launch a podcast called Well, Actually. <laughs> that wasn't your idea. That was Peter Musser's idea way back when he's like, you need to do a podcast called Well, Ashley. But it doesn't when you type it out, it doesn't make sense. Like you can't hear it in your head when you type it out. Anyway. <laughs> Yes, I've been a total jerk for a lot of my life, Cody. Thanks for bringing it up. I, I just like that you well actually to me about the name of the podcast. <laughs> Dang it. But to be fair, I deserve it. I don't want to be a hack. You got to call me out. I'm not stealing anybody else's jokes. Uh, I would never do that, especially after a flight. Because, boy, my arms would be tired. <laughs> no, I was completely <laughs> unprepared for that. <laughs> the writer for today's first story was Kelsey Donk. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also a writer and audio editor on today's episode. Our producer and lead audio editor is Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. Patch things up with your friends and family. Fighting's no fun. And then join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.